This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. And you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on BarbecueData.com. Welcome to another edition of Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, host of the podcast, and it brings me an extreme amount of joy to have with us the newest American Royal Invitational Champions, Fire at the End of the Day. Mark, Christine, how are you this morning? Great. Just kind of getting started here. Uh, just set up in Lynchburg, uh, getting ready for this weekend. But yeah, definitely uh, off to a good start for sure. So <laughs> that is an understatement, um, <laughs> and, and several things to talk about. But it is. I have no idea what it's like to win the American Royal. I do want to know what it's like to win a category at the Royal. But I have to say the second most favorite thing at the Royal are when really good friends of yours win. And just the amount of joy that we felt. And, like, Kim and I, like, ran across the lawn because <laughs> we saw you. And then when I came up to you guys, you both had this look on your face like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Yeah, pretty pretty sure I left my body for at least a half an hour uh, while things were happening and kind of going on. But uh, yeah, not not really sure how to describe it, but uh, was was a very special moment for sure and uh, completely unexpected, but but really fantastic. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty special for sure. So yeah, you do your you do your best cook and and you expect to get a couple calls right because you want that's your goal right. You go to the American Royal, you want to hear your name called. And then it's just unbelievable when it's the last name called. It was unreal for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that was just a joyous night. A lot of joy. We, we ran over and gave you guys hugs. You went to the stage and you got to watch all that. That was just, I still, I got chills talking about it right now. <laughs> then to come over to the trailer later and, and help you guys celebrate. That was just, it's always, when good people win, I say this on the podcast all the time, when good people win, and it's rare that somebody that wins isn't a good person, it just makes it that much better. Yeah. And I also know that there's a lot of pride from the cooks up your way up in the Northeast as well. 
Yeah. And like I said to you that night, like it's definitely better, better with the friends, right? You know, the folks that we've kind of met with, cooked along the way, you know, been to classes, people we met that night, just being able to, you know, celebrate and enjoy with others was made it that much more special, which was, was really great. So what was the best congratulations that you got that night? Do you have a favorite one? Um, you know, Darren was pretty special, uh, you know, him coming over sharing his hall of fame night with us. Um, you know, some of the advice that he had given us doing the uh, victory lap in the golf cart was, was really special for sure. Um, you know, just knowing all the things that he's done with barbecue and the kind of, kind of guy that he is and, and being able to take that time and, and be able to share that was, was really special. That's pretty cool. Uh, he kind of, yeah, during his Hall of Fame speech, he kind of put it out there that that's how you should be. And then to follow it up immediately with exactly what he said, I thought was pretty, pretty legendary. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. And, you know, and it was it was pretty lighthearted. It was, you know, Tim stopped by and giving Tim a hard time about, you know, Jambo versus Gateway and. <laughs> You know, all of the things, but it it definitely made it, you know, comfortable, enjoyable. It was, it was very special. So. So uh, run it down for me because I didn't look it up. You got how many calls during the invitational? We had two calls. So uh, we had a seventh in pork and we had a third in brisket with a 180. Um, so before we left, so we were doing four contests. We'll do the two, uh, Royals, we'll do the Jack, and then we're going to do the Royal Oak. Um, and we're going to do two state cooks. So our goal leaving the house was just to get one call somewhere, uh, along the way. Um, and then we ended up with the pork. So we were, ex- you know, excited about that. And then we had just gotten back to our seat and then the brisket came and we were on stage three-way tie, well, three 180s and, and brisket standing on the stage. And we were kind of bummed because, well, it was great that we were on the stage, but we were kind of bummed because we were so close to the big square trophy. And, you know, we're sitting across and Fergie's on the other side looking at the trophy and the the love to Q guy, you know, he had it in the middle and it was it was really great, right? Um, but it was kind of bittersweet because, like, we couldn't have gotten a much better score. Like, we had, we had hit what we needed to and we came up right. just short and it was – you know, kind of some of that. And uh, we were walking off the stage and um, there was some more pictures going on, some other stuff, and they had already started counting the overall. So we didn't really know who had what and how it was going down. Um, but then we started hearing some of the other teams go and it, it got to the point where it was either going to be a great night or a really bad night. Cause you know, we had two high calls in the, in the big meets and, you know, we felt that our, uh, smaller meets were okay. You know, chicken was okay. We thought ribs were all right, but you never know. Um, and then it got down to the end and it, it just kind of, it all came together, which was, you know, really pure, you know, shock in a way. So it's funny how these things. When you look back at 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 an American Royal, for instance, and you look at all the experiences and how they all mold together into a story, you guys were the first people I saw in Kansas yep. City yep. in line. And I pulled in right behind you, <laughs> and Mama was up at the gate taking videos of, of everybody going in, which was so incredible. Yep. And I... I immediately thought back to that and was like, wow, this is such an incredible, neat little barbecue story. You know, like 
all the way back to the first time that we went to the Jack and you guys were so amazing to us and, and we had never been before. So you guys were kind of walking us through and, and made sure we got the bottle of whiskey that we didn't even know we needed to get. And, um, and it, it just, it brought back seeing you on the stage, just brought back all of those, uh, great things. And people, you know, people from around the country who may not have known who you guys were, they would ask me, you know, who are they? And I couldn't wait to tell them. <laughs> like they're from Connecticut. They're amazing people. They're good friends of ours and they're great cooks. And I, I just love it when, when our hobby gives us those stories, right? I, I think it's incredible. Yeah. I, uh, was I, you know we were in the queue to get into the into the uh, speedway and kind of hopped out and it was like all right does the guy behind me have enough room hop out and it was Luke it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like all the way across the country <laughs> right you drive you guys drove twenty some odd hours I drove nineteen and there we are right in the line right exactly. right next to each other. <laughs> And up in the front, you know, Christine's doing the videography for Sid because he was obviously the first one in line, you know, ahead of everybody else, kind of cute and kind of going through and doing the other stuff. So it was pretty, pretty special for them as well. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, <laughs> so what was now? It's funny because you guys won one day one, but you also did really well on day two. Um, how were you able to cook after that celebration on Saturday? I was, I was running off of adrenaline. So I felt like I got no sleep. I got like maybe three hours of sleep up at 4am. I was making parsley boxes. I was just so amped up from the day before. Right. So I, I felt like I was wide awake. It was like someone injected me with caffeine. I was just, you know, able to, go through the day and it was a weird feeling and it was strange, but we were, we were determined to do another cook, the same cook. We wanted to see we could do as well. Right. So it was a challenge to us and we were, we were ready for it. So. I, I think the thing that gave us a shot was we prepped out everything before we went to awards. <laughs> so we had heard, you know, the hall of fame speech goes, you know, long, the awards are special. You're going to be there for a while. And generally we would be doing some prep during that time, but we got all of the prep done before. And that was pretty much the, the one thing that saved us for day two. And, you know, I think, you know, we didn't do quite as well on pork on day two, but um, we were just outside of a call on the other three meets and, you know, we were like, we were okay. We could have been dead last on day two. And, you know, we were there cheering for everybody else and, you know, it got up into the top 20 and they, they called us with no calls in any specific meet. And it was like, all right, like, we thought we did all right, but you know, you never know. And, and wow, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy to hear that. So. That's awesome. And so what's now like you won the American Royal and now you're going into another major this weekend, the Jack Daniels world championship, which I know is super special to you guys and always has been, yeah. uh, your confidence levels kind of got to be a little high. Yeah. We were talking about it in the ride here yesterday. Um, we're feeling good about the cook and, you know, we, we just show up and we do what we do. Right. So, you know, how it scores, you know, sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, 
so confident in how we're cooking. Yeah, but it's not like uh, arrogance or expectation that we're going to, you know, come here and hit a home run. Um, but we don't really cook against anybody else. We just have our fun, do our thing. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, we'll cheer for the next guy. So it's it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, I, you know, like I said, we had we had a goal for one call and we've done that. <laughs> so it's, you know, not really like a pressure you know, anything along those lines. So yeah, looking, looking to just have a good cook, I guess. See everyone that's listening to this, this is why this couple is special and why they're awesome at barbecue. Always grounded, always just great people. And it's amazing. I can't wait to see what you guys do this week, man. Uh, I wish I was there with you. Uh, (laughs) It's a hard weekend for me when I'm not there, but, um, it's going to be fun, I think, just getting your barrel head signed and people walking through. I think that's going to be – I was thinking about that this morning. Whenever people come by and do that, they're going to be like, oh, God, yeah, you won the Royal. That's going to be cool. <laughs> yeah, that was us the last times we, we've gone. So it was, you know, we got to go make sure that we meet this team and that team. And being from the Northeast, it's very difficult to meet a lot of these teams that you hear so much about. And so to be able to travel and be in one place and see everybody is really special. And then it's unreal to me to think that that's us this year. So I'm, you know, I'm still really excited to walk around and get all these team signatures and meet everybody. And then to think that that was us up on stage last weekend. And so it's just, you know, I have no expectations. I'm just planning on having a lot of fun and I, you know, I definitely would. meet a lot of the teams that are there. We, we brought the wagon for the Royal. So I was kind of excited because we can put the barrel head in the wagon this year instead of just having to carry it across the field. <laughs> we can pull it in the wagon and kind of make our, <laughs> our trip around and, and do whatnot. So. Which I think is one of the more underrated experiences at the Jack is actually I, I set aside two hours to walk around and go to every site and visit with every team whenever I was there. And uh, yeah. just so happened I needed to do that to get away from, you know, people yelling at me. So <laughs> the authorities <laughs> and whatnot that year. Uh, so it was good that I disappeared for a couple of years or a couple of hours. Especially the international. So in- you don't, those folks, you know, they're over here. They don't, don't really, you know, interact with folks a whole lot. So being able to go see them, kind of talk to them and, just understand a bit about them. It's it's definitely a, a cool trek through that section as well. So, absolutely. So, I want to ask some insider American Royal Champion questions. <laughs> do you get to keep the robe? <laughs> we do <laughs> the the robe and the the crown. So it was kind of a a bit of a Will Ferrell moment. I'm like, should I wear this thing to the 922? Like, how are you supposed to act when you have like the the cape and the uh, the robe and the the crown? Like, do I bring this to the bank when I go cash the big check? Like, that's the proper way to do this thing. So I don't know. There may be some some shenanigans still going with that thing, but yeah, they do let you keep it. And uh, you know, showing up at a hotel with a crown, they're they're asking questions, but it's uh it's a pretty cool thing. So Do you, is there a scepter? I can't remember. No. no, no scepter. No, no, just the the crown in the in the in the robe. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask if anything weird's happened with the crown. <laughs> I mean, I have my list of to do's should I ever get to wear one. Um Yeah, I I that would be weird. Do you wear the robe to the nine twenty two? I 
100% would never take it off, probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> but Maybe. then you also have to contemplate, like, how do you display that mm. at home? Mm. Yeah. Have you thought about that at all? Not really. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so hmm. I have a uh, life-size, like, skeleton. So I drive a Jeep, and I love uh-huh. to have, like, skeletons all over the Jeep. So I bought this skeleton, actually, at the last Royal Oak Invitational two years ago. We found it at a, a Ace in Georgia, which is, we, we don't, you know, at that time, they weren't for sale in the Northeast. So, um Yep, picked it up at a barbecue competition. It rode around in the Jeep with me for months. Um, so I was thinking of adorning the skeleton, the left side skeleton with the cape and crown and using that to display it. So it kind of fits in with my aesthetic a little bit, which is a little strange, but also a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know if Mark's going to let me do that. Yeah. Is the <laughs> She hadn't shared this plan with me previously. So, uh, oh, wow. Exclusive. <laughs> Listen, buddy, I know who's I just in have charge. some fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you mentioned the Gateway, the Gateway Jambo World Championship uh, discussion there. You cook on yep. both. Yep. We do. Yep. Because Mama rocks two drums on the chicken. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a hybrid model. It's a hybrid model. We uh, we cook a lot on the gateways at home, too. And, you know, I think if I didn't have a jambo, I would probably be cooking on the gateways. I think they're, you know, they're different cookers, but it's all big airflow for me, right? Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely change things that, you know, I don't know that you can cook better chicken than on a gateway, to be honest. I think. Um, I agree 100%. And we actually have the 30-gallon the guy out for, for some wings for this weekend. So, oh. yeah, it's going to be the the two big cans have the little guy with them this week. <laughs> that little guy? I wouldn't worry about that little guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to cook wings as? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Try to cook wings. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> one thing I've never been a fan of at the Jack are the people that cook one wing and then the six thighs. Yeah. I just oh. think it looks weird. Yeah. I would love to see some sort of like chart of results with that, that kind of box turn in. I don't know. If the wings aren't good, it might be one in six. <laughs> right. Yeah. All depends how they turn. If that skin's a little tough, it's going to. So, yeah. I yeah. That, but that's what makes the jack the jack. So, it'll be a game time decision. <laughs> Not the plan at the moment, though. So, right. The weather looks great. So, yeah. I saw something that might be a shower Friday, but. It, the weather here hasn't said that, so you know, fingers are crossed, holding out. But we brought the rain boots just to be just to be safe, and uh, we're we're ready for every kind of element that could be thrown. It is the jack. I, Darren and I were talking the other day, and he goes, "Weather looks great. We've still got the muck boots because it is Lynchburg." Yeah. <laughs> are you doing the whiskey tour and everything? Yeah. Doing... Yeah, we'll probably do some of that today. Um, I don't know if we can load the trailer in yet. So I like to just get parked, get settled, and then, you know, knock that stuff out. So I think first stop's going to be the hardware store, grab the the gear, and then uh, 
see what we can do. But yeah, try to get the uh, the tour in before you know it goes bananas here. So absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on, and congratulations on on your world championship on winning the American Royal. Thanks, Lou. I hope that never gets old. Hope that never gets old to hear. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll make sure I bring the cape and the crown next time uh, we're at a contest with you, and we can come up with some kind of fun shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's exactly what should happen. <laughs> fun with barbecue stuff. So. Yep. You guys do well this weekend. Excellent. Thanks, Thank Luke. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the old Virginia smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Old Virginia, Old Virginia Smoke.